0: Welcome to
1: the lodge. You've accessed
2: the Lodge Cast experience.
1: Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Oh.
2: Hello and welcome to Lockdown Hot Takes. I'm Lodge Master with me as always is Brother Bishki. Bonjour, shirtless, virtual with pipe in mouth. We got Brother Lucas oh, hey. and all time favorite, the classic Brother
3: Zach blushing and blushing
2: boys tonight. This movie. Wow. This this is a covid classic in the making. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it the, the film is called Deerskin or La Dame, the deer <laughs> in French. <laughs> And it is a special film. No matter if you loved it or hated it, you have to admit it's something that's a little bit different than what you're probably usually used to in your quarantine haze viewing diet.
0: Yeah, and a little different than what we've covered on the LodgeCast. Yes. uh, Not as accessible as some of our fare. Yeah.
2: Did anybody know anything going into this? Zero. Like, does anybody I had know zero the director?
1: Awareness. I didn't even know how long the running time was.
2: Ooh, that's the tastiest part. 77 minutes. 77 minutes. It's so Y'all. short. Yeah. I was shocked. I mean I couldn't
1: I couldn't get over how amazingly e- efficient it was.
3: Yeah. Minimal and concise.
2: The director is Quentin Dupieux, otherwise known as Mr. Oizo who's also an electronic musician apparently. Huh. And I had seen one film, one other film made by this gentleman really? called Rubber about a sentient killer tire that rolls around and kills people.
3: Mm. Mm. I saw r- Wrong. Okay. <laughs> I think that was his follow-up, which I liked. I thought it was it was it was weird and and fun and and unexpected, yeah.
2: It's very, very strange sensibilities. And he's not afraid to anthropomorphize random objects, which is kind of what we get into in this film. I'm not going to take you through the whole tale because I I just want to tantalize people enough so that if they are intrigued at all, they will dive in themselves and finish the game, as it were. But... The setup is that this man, Jean Dujardin from The Artist. From The Artist. Yeah. The film starts by him drowning his corduroy jacket in a gas station toilet. (laughs) It's almost like a murder scene. Destroying the evidence.
1: (laughs) Yes. Flushing the evidence.
2: He proceeds to buy a deerskin jacket, the jacket of his dreams, for
1: 7,500 euros. Which is the same jacket Shia LaBeouf wore, I think, at the Sundance Film Festival uh, like two years ago. (laughs) It had some Shia stank
2: on it. uh, From an old man who placed an ad... And the, and the man throws in a free digital Wes Bentley American Beauty era
0: camcorder Yeah, as was a bonus. Was this a period piece? I thought it was like late 90s I, maybe. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think
2: I don't it's know. a period piece. I don't know
0: because the camera was definitely a
2: period. The camera yeah. was a period piece. The man but didn't have
3: th- any use for it anymore, so he threw it in with the jacket. That's true. Yeah.
2: Yes. And I think the director just, you know, he knows that those those cameras that you would hold vertically those weird that weird fucking era in the late 90s early 2000s where we were holding on to the cam, those weird cameras i think he just aesthetically really liked that so that's the kind of movie we're dealing with here the main character buys a jacket gets a camcorder as a bonus and you know there there's so much salad dragonry going on in this that i think we just have to kind of say it's a salad dragon concept the title alone is called, it's like almost like just Salad Dragon. Because this man, his only care in the world is making sure people see him in this jacket, making sure he looks his best in this jacket, and he calls it his sick style. He's like, oh, sick style. Every yeah. time he looks in the mirror and sees himself <laughs> in the jacket. That was a laugh. Yeah. Oh, sick, sick style. <laughs> So this this man, too, is, you know, if you've seen the artist, you know what this actor looks like, but he's got kind of a gray beard now and a little bit of a punch. It was, it was a little bit of a punch. It was extra disturbing for me because sometimes he'd remind me of like a French Ted Cruz <laughs> yeah, it was yes. it yeah. was hard. It was hard to look at, but it kind of worked for the character because the whole movie, you're like, "Who is this weirdo, and why does he think he's so damn cool?" You know, <laughs> which kind of works with. Well, ben all Cruz. we know about
3: him is that he seems to have left. He seems to have been left by a woman, and yes. he's basically spent all of his money um, on this jacket. Yeah, he's
0: like drained their joint account. Yeah, it was his wife, and she blocked the uh, bank account, so he can't. He, right. he doesn't have any money.
3: He's just got the jacket, uh, the camcorder, <laughs> got some jerk and vibes.
1: Got some Steve Martin jerk vibes. <laughs>
3: That's right. And he's staying in a bed and breakfast, um, and he keeps and he gave them his ring. I think as collateral, so that he could yes, stay there. Right. Yeah.
2: There's a moment where he's talking to his wife on the phone, where. She tells him he does not exist.
3: <laughs> yeah. And
2: so he responds to that by throwing away his cell phone, which I found to be very pleasing and cathartic. Maybe not the so much the you do not exist part, but just the casual way that he's like, well, and he threw away his phone. Very, <laughs> very uh, yeah. interesting feeling.
3: And then he goes to a local bar. I think it's the first night he has the jacket. And yes. he's, it's a very sleepy town that he's in. In the mountains, (laughs) very sleepy. And um, the bartender is played, I I can't remember the actress's name, but she was just in uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah,
2: Adele Haynell.
3: Right, she's great. She's uh, two two very different movies at Cannes the same year. Yeah, very Um, different,
2: yeah. She's the subject of the portrait in The Portrait of That's the Lady right. on That's right.
3: Nice. <laughs> he sees, Desjardins sees the two ladies gossiping and giggling, and he says, are you talking about my jacket? <laughs> <laughs> he
1: and they assumes. look at him
3: and they say, no. And he says, well, a lot of people talk about my jacket. And and then he from loves there this jacket. he's obsessed with the jacket and who he is when he wears the jacket. It's like Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and and he tells them when they ask who he is, he says he's a filmmaker because he's been filming. And she says that she edits as a hobby. She wants to be an editor, at the bartender, and she has practiced by editing Pulp Fiction in its actual order. She reconstructed it.
2: And then she's like, she's like it's not a good movie. It doesn't but it was fun. It was fun to play. <laughs> the best part of her editing speech was, you know, this guy's like totally out of the loop. He doesn't know what he's talking about as far as filmmaking is concerned. So he's like, you know, do you have a special machine that you use to edit? <laughs> and she says, you know, I have a computer like everyone else. And she's like, the special machine is my brain. And as an editor, I'm like, hell yeah, sister. Hell yeah. That (laughs) sounds about right.
3: And then basically he gets her to be involved with his movie without saying a heck of a lot about it, just that he'll be (laughs) providing her with the tapes.
2: His movie kind of develops where he begins talking to his jacket. And the jacket speaks back to him, but, you know, it's not its not like it's the flaps of its pockets are moving or something. No, he he's making the voice, but he's just having these conversations with his jacket. And they kind of both agree that their goal is to make it so nobody else on Earth is wearing a jacket. Like, so they get to be the only ones with a jacket on.
3: He wants and- to be the only jacket in the world <laughs> and he wants to wear the only jacket in the world. Which is how you feel when you have a special item or object. You That's know? right. You want to feel like you're special. you know.
2: So his movie basically is hiring people under the auspices of making a movie and he films them taking all of their jackets, swearing on camera that they will never wear another jacket and then putting their jackets into his trunk and then he drives off with their jackets. And then he literally
3: steals them, yeah, <laughs> to get yes. rid of them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, at this point, Lucas, we have some side bets about where your head was at during this movie. Oh, yeah. What were you feeling during <laughs> Deerskin, during this setup? <laughs> well, were you well, in student feature yes, land? yeah, it's so
1: crazy how you know me. It's like we've been doing this so long that it kind of makes me sad that you call it so like it is. So yeah, this <laughs> is definitely student feature certified.
0: Ooh, student feature certified.
1: Glorified short. Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> n- n- I mean that's 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 a very valid uh point, brother. I mean Bushy. it's a short,
2: it's a short feature. But, it but is a short But it was yeah. short
1: enough where I felt like it worked. Like I, I just thought like sure. I, I, I think for me during the initial setup, because it I, it took me a minute to get oriented and to figure out, oh of course this is a comedy as well as uh, my instinct was like horror or like there was some kind of like, like American psycho tone undertone that I couldn't quite pinpoint. And then when it takes a turn in a certain direction, I was like, aha. Uh, But in those early goings, I was, it was tough for me. It was definitely hard to kind of reorient my, myself and like, accept what was happening.
2: IMDB lists this as a, Comedy, comma, horror. And I'd say, yeah. I think
1: the score, because the score is kind of like guiding you. It's like, dun, 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 dun. it's like got this kind of. Like, I love the score. Yeah.
2: Great music. There's a, there's a staccato horns, ominous horns that just blast onto the soundtrack, you know, at key moments where you're just like, Where is this guy? Where is this guy's head going? Like, where is he going to take us?
3: And one key thing that's happening alongside, um, you know, disposing of the world's jackets and making his movie is he is accumulating more deerskin clothing.
0: Yes. Yes. He's
3: covering his whole body. Yes. Yeah, he starts to to put together a full suit. He
2: gets a hat. Yeah. He gets pants. He gets gloves. And the more that he is enveloped in deerskin, the crazier his antics become. Yeah. To the point where... The editor, bartender, collaborator starts demanding more and more footage. Like he's again, he's locked out of his bank card. So she ends up funding most of this, which also as an editor I found to be very hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it's like you will get paid, but right now you have to pay. So right,
3: because his his imaginary producers are stuck in like the mountains <laughs> in Siberia somewhere.
2: <laughs> yeah. So she demands more like crazy stuff from him. Him.
3: more violence does she say more or?
2: violence more blood and yeah. he ends up yanking a blade off of his ceiling fan <laughs> sharpening it by dragging ah, it along ah. the road in his car and shit goes haywire like i don't i don't even want to explain further what no. happens in this movie but it's a salad dragon hive yeah toward toward the back half it's of bloody. it bloody so Bishki, what what were you doing? Because you're you're an adventurous man. You can you can walk in some strange areas that others fear not tread.
0: Look, I love the art house. I'm glad we're doing an art house <laughs> film.
2: Uh oh. I didn't I, Uh-oh.
0: didn't. I didn't find this particularly on a surface level very funny. I just didn't. I I mean,
1: I I get it. it's very French.
0: I agree with you. Very, sure, very, very great Yeah. I, I, I wish very, I was French
1: because I feel it loses a lot in the subtitles. <laughs> yeah yeah i i
0: um i was so i so i was trying to read into it what is he you know because it's it's on the surface level it's re- kind of ridiculous but what is he sim symbolizing on a here? surface level it's completely it's ridiculous. completely
1: ridiculous Comple- yeah it's not it's not a it's a, it's farce. a, real, it's a farce
0: yeah it's yeah. not a real world film but i thought he was it was kind of a in terms of reading into it i thought it was kind of a satire on the film director like he sure he films kill- as narcissist as narcissist he films you know killing people collects his money and he keeps earning more money and he gets more deer skin to cover himself up and she goes into some (laughs) kind of dot monologue where she's talking about how it's like a protective thing and so he films the people and takes their jackets while he's continually putting on deer skin himself and even
2: another another level of satire on that is that He's like, you know what my film's about? And she's like, yeah. And she comes up with that. And then he, he as the director doesn't even know.
3: Depew's winking at us there, I think.
2: Director yeah. as narcissistic, vapid idiot. You yeah. You know, which is, which is funny. Yeah. If not entirely original.
3: You know, it
0: had, it had its moments, but I was, in terms of me trying to interpret it was more of the enjoyment I, in terms of it being hilarious. I mean... I'm sure it played well at Cannes, probably, but I wasn't, like, enthralled.
1: <laughs> Ditto.
2: Well, here's the thing. I feel 77 minutes is the perfect length for this film. Yes. Yeah, It's like taking the perfect bite of a crisp, juicy apple. Maybe for you guys it's a little more mushy, but for me it was just, it. it tasted just right. It was the right portion. Because you push it any further... And it's going to you're going to start turning on it, you know, probably harder than you already did. Like, it's just a concept this wacky with a cast this small. You got to keep it tight and right. And I praise this director for knowing that it is a trifle like this isn't this doesn't need to be a long meditation on anything like just 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 give us the taste of of what's going through your weird mind and get
1: out it also equals shorter shooting days on the production schedule so it's like more of a fun like True. Movie to shoot at a bed and breakfast or a hotel or you know a single location or or single town location
2: my big gripe with it and this is just my personal taste but it didn't look like it had been color corrected
3: i think he was going for like a very kind of washed out low contrast kind of muted muted beige uh, (laughs) color palette look and by the end
2: I kind of got into it because that's just what it was you know but
3: I kind of liked. I thought the aesthetics of it made a lot of sense but
2: it it, it grew on me but in the in the early going my my fingers were reaching out and you know adjusting the phantom color correction knobs
3: it's a little milky. So, it's a little milky looking, yeah.
2: That was my main issue with it. Otherwise, I mean, I think we can just go to them deerskin bones. Let's do it. <laughs> stagger these i see zach smiling a lot he's he's uh, i haven't
3: said hardly anything
2: i know i know i know but i, I think i know where you're going with this uh, i'm so sure you do. let's start with brother bischke let's kick it off
0: yeah i mean um i love that we're doing an art house straight up art house <laughs> film on the Lodgecast because a lot of times we steer clear of these. We do have some fart house coming up. Don't worry. Good, if, good. If, if, be- because <laughs> for, these, for balance's sake. Films like this don't make it to AMC theaters very often. Like, let's be honest. Like, and and sure. um so I'm glad we're doing the art house. But this one, I just wouldn't necessarily recommend. I guess I guess it's accessible for this director. I'm not gonna explore him any further because I don't wanna know what the inaccessible <laughs> of this director is necessarily. <laughs> Um, fair fair enough yeah and um you know it's it's kind of postmodern and a little frivolous i'm not i i wasn't laughing too much i don't know i mean i like the actors i would recommend seeing the artist three and a half bones i would also recommend seeing portrait of a lady on fire three and a half bones but nice. for this you know combination with this guy would give it one and a half bones, but I'm just going to give it a random bump up to two bones. There you go. Two bones. Nice.
2: Nice. The two bone bump up. All right, brother Zach, lay it out there.
3: Um, look, th- I was totally <laughs> tickled by the premise of this movie from the trailer and the poster. And so sometimes when someone makes a film so clearly on their own terms, I get very jealous um mm-hmm. at how uh, just like i'm excited that it exists and i'm jealous that that uh, that i didn't make it and i'm not even saying that i had a, had deer skin in me
2: now i'm imagining you in head to toe deer skins <laughs> i, I love it.
3: like it <laughs> i love it me too i was the whole time i was watching but i love i just Sick style i love killer style i love <laughs> i love how just how simple and minimal the concept is, how short the runtime is, and how much that you can pull from it. Just in terms of like, you know, middle-aged man having a midlife crisis and a and a life redirection, pinning his new identity on a P- article of clothing, and then taking that indulgence to the extreme, and then. In case you're trying to extrapolate any profound meaning like I just did, the director just kind of does a big fuck you. <laughs> like the monologue yep. you're talking about, I thought it was really funny. I was laughing the whole time. I, I You know what the movie's about going into it. The ridiculous, like, s- s- uh, plunging the corduroy ja- stodgy jacket into the into the bathroom. And then as soon as he shows up at the man's house and the guy goes, he offers him tea, and then he finally says... I bet you're excited, aren't you? And it's like the whole it's like we're we're there where he's excited to see the jacket. And he is. He is so excited about it. And so I don't know what it was. It was maybe Lucas kind of touched on it. There's something like fairy tale like about um it's not like the obviously to me the jerk is like the, the king of comedies. Uh, uh and this is a lot stranger than that. It's not even necessarily trying to do that, but I I love when we're put into a movie that exists very distinctly on its own terms. It is not trying to be anything more than that. And for me, it was very entertaining. Not a perfect film, not a film that you could easily recommend to anyone. It's a very specific type of entertainment, but I was thoroughly enjoying it. I I give it three. Three
2: Bones. Three Bones from Brother Zach. Brother Lucas, Counterpoint.
1: Yeah, I got to echo a lot of what Brother Bischke was uh, saying earlier. I'm on the same page as him in every way, shape, and form, even from quarantining from afar. Isn't it usually
2: you and me that link up against these
1: two? Probably more so statistically, but I think because Brother <laughs> Bischke and I are both sheltering in place in the San Fernando Valley, we're like on that same water, air, <laughs> The Valley know, Bros. Quality. I could see this being like some people's cup of tea, like the French film student. Or whoever. Um, but for me, yeah, I was so just disconnected from it, from where I'm at with the current situation. And it's going on like 70 days under lockdown. Um,
2: Blaming it on the COVID. So yeah, yeah,
1: I wasn't laughing as much as I should have been, even though I knew it was supposed to be kind of offbeat and absurd and. and, and escapism,
3: Lucas, escapism. Yeah. No, yeah, I was like
1: either American Psycho or the Minus Man, but instead of Patrick Bateman and. Uh, Owen Wilson, it's it's Jean uh Dear Dear Plart you <laughs> De dead. Thank you. Close enough. Thank you. I, I wanted to see where you were going with that. <laughs> so I give this two bones. You know, this is a solid two. This is definitely Okay.
2: Uh, yeah. That's not too nasty, yeah. Lucas. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. nice. All right. Well, Zach and I are seeing eye to eye on this one. I don't know what happened this time, but <laughs> i i i I think it's really a lot of it has to do with the length of it and we we used to all the time say, "You know." 89 minute Adam Sandler comedies, they're bite-sized. They you know, they they kind of suck, but at least they're over quick. Like there was something about that 89 minute mystique of like that's the lowest you can go for a feature film and still have it be feature even though technically you can be a lot shorter and still be a feature. But 77 minutes is a bold running time and <laughs> I think I think that in this weird day and age that we live in, where TV, you can watch 10 hours of a TV show and still need more. But if you're watching a standalone movie that's two hours, it it can get a little grating sometimes, you know, where you're just like, what? You know, you better have plenty of sauce to bring if you're filling two hours. Chucky sauce. So, so, yes. So. 77 minutes might be that magical number. You can do so much with it, because I feel like this movie did everything it needed to do in 77 minutes, and then it was out, and it felt just right to me. So my color correction notes aside, the way I look at movies a lot of the times, especially weird outlier movies like this, is what was the director trying to do? Like, what was the goal? And for this movie, the goal was, you know, really show that this man was loving this jacket and loving this style. (laughs) And, you know, the director wanted to play around with old tech with this weird old digital video camera. And you know what? When that editor, bartender woman, had to dig out her old mini DV deck in order to edit his tapes, I mean, this
1: movie was speaking
2: to me on levels that I, I just, I can't even
1: quantify. So French film school levels.
2: Yeah. We're at French film school level here. So I enjoyed it from, from top to bottom. I watched it at 2 AM oh, in the morning, perfect. which perfect. I, I also recommend this should I be the last late in the day. thing you I do. late
1: in the day, like a four o'clock screening.
2: This should be like the last thing you do before you dream so that some of this shit gets into your dreams and gives you a wild ride. But I'm gonna say I'm giving it three bones. I think it's a three bone movie from my experience. But quarantine levels being what they are, and how deep we are and how much I enjoyed it, I'm gonna throw it an extra half. I'm gonna give
3: I love it deer wow. skin wow. three I love it. and a
2: half bones. I love it because I I hmm. couldn't have enjoyed it more like wow. I, I was totally with it the entire way and I would recommend this to anybody I know any of the freaks that I know I would say check it out it's only 77 minutes you of will time. never
3: look at your jacket the same way again you will
2: look at all of your jackets with an extra
0: level of caring <laughs> scrutiny talk to them they'll talk to you uh, on the dream front, I I did dream that I was at an experimental film screening last night after watching it okay. at two a.m. So it, it, def, <laughs> it definitely got into my dreams. Good. Well, yeah.
2: that's saying. I think that's saying a lot. Yeah. If a movie can can get into your dreams, it's doing something interesting. I can't wait least. to get into Brother Bishki's dreams. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Now we got to get into each other's. It's too. like it's like a Nightmare on Elm Street except I'm Freddy Cougar, and it's just like instead of a bunch of teenagers, it's just Brother Bishki. I'll update yes. if I dream about
0: any. Of you i will update you
1: yes
2: please let's keep a dream log
1: on here yeah all
2: right well we're keeping it tight and right we're doing these hot takes because uh it's, it's a little harder there. to it's a little harder to do this show when we're all far apart. It's harder to put it together, and it's hard to do it when it's starting to be another heat wave in Los Angeles.
1: Yes, so, thank you, Lodge Master, uh, for all your editing and mixing and uploading and uh, all your skills to keep the show alive. Of course, thank you, Zach, for joining us. And oh yeah,
3: anytime.
0: And someday soon, we're gonna re-enter oh. the edge, probably uh, in a month oh or so. God. For
1: for Tenet, for Christopher <laughs> Nolan's Tenet, where we wear we wear face masks, where we have respirators on during the screening.
0: I'm gonna buy N95 masks for all of us, and we're gonna get. Wow. It. Don't put a date
2: on it. Yeah. Don't put a date on it. I don't want to be heartbroken because okay, okay. I miss you guys too much. Yeah. I miss I miss your Musk. Just to tease the Tenet cast.
3: Yeah. Yes. We're talking, we're leaving the land of deerskin, the 77 minute film, and I believe <laughs> Tenet is threatening to be over 180 minutes, if I'm not correct. I believe Holy it. I believe shnikes. it. Come on. Nolan is a maximalist. That's why I do, I just, I do like when, when some, when a minimalist's, Really uh, d- take care of business like like a, a film like Deer Skin. I just you know yeah. There's a place for it all.
2: Movies should either be 77 minutes or 180 plus. <laughs> yeah. No middle ground.
3: Um, <laughs> no middle yet, ground. But and yet you were on the you were on the other side of me with. Uh, with Scorsese's last picture.
2: Well, that, oh, the Irishman. Let's not get into the it. Irishman's in get into the it. Irishman's in its own category. Let's not get into it. The Irishman's in its own category. We have to keep this short. Love and light, everybody. Love and, and light. light. Love oh, and light. You guys light.
0: are great. We'll continue this <laughs> offline. Love and light.